welcome to the second last book choice of 2023. Can you even believe it? I'm your host Paige Nick and so far this year we've brought you two jam-packed book shows every month and this December is no different. In fact we have so many books to tell you about that we're going to dive right in. No time to waste, not a second to spare. Sorry to sound dramatic but this is a book show. This week's book choice is one of our popular Publisher's Choice editions, which means we'll be joined today by three of South Africa's top publishers, Penguin Random House, Jonathan Ball Publishers, Pan Macmillan Publishers, as well as South Africa's number one bookseller, Exclusive Books. These are all household names, and each of them will introduce us to their current authors, titles, events, and upcoming news. We like to think of this show as our behind-the-scenes look at publishing. Nobody knows the publishing industry better than the people you're about to hear from. And wait, that's not all. Because it's a bumper December edition, at the end of today's show, we've got a lovely treat in the form of an interview with two of South Africa's icons of broadcast and publishing. I hope I've whet your appetite. Stay tuned for an amazing show. First, we're starting off with Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House, South Africa, and Viz is going to take us through their latest stack of books on the shelves. Viz is the sales manager at Penguin Random House, and he has a massive job, which includes managing sales into all your favorite book outlets, as well as managing production of the books. So he's involved in everything from paper selection to printing, cover design, and so much more. He also works on all their marketing campaigns and launches too. So when Viz raves about a book, you know that he knows his stuff. Welcome to the show, Viz. Let's hear about Penguin's latest fiction, non-fiction, YA and children's books. What have you got for us this festive reading season? Hi, Paige. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's the last one of the year. I'm really, really so excited to bring you more titles that we are publishing in December. It's been such a great uh, year for us at Penguin Random House. As you know, this is Viz Chetty. And, you know, I just wanted to say thank you to the FMR listeners. I've met some of you come up to me randomly when I'm in Cape Town and say, hey, I listen to the show and I I like the recommendations and things. So it really, it really warms my soul a little bit when I hear that. Because in my head, I I just sometimes think nobody's hearing it, (laughs) but I know I'm way off there. Anyway, I digress. Let me uh, go into some of the titles that are coming up or in store um, now for December. Today's the first, so most all of these actually are in store. um, So you should find them when you go into your major bookstores. Right, the first one is uh, The Bill Gates Problem by Tim Schwab. Um, He's a journalist. He's been reporting on Gates and his organization for many years now. So this book, it was time that he wrote this book. And it's a really interesting one. If you look at the, the figure of Bill Gates and how when he started off, you know, he was sort of a tyrant, a big corporate mogul with power. And then he sort of became quite a darling and now he's gone back to, to sort of being a little bit of a tyrant. And I think what Tim does in this book is he outlines Bill's career uh, with Microsoft and all the Gates Foundation and everything that he's been doing there with sort of, you know, just the stance that, you know, this guy might not be exactly who we all thought he was going to be. You know, I think it's a really interesting take on the figure that is Bill Gates. And if you think about all the media that surrounded him during the COVID lockdown period, I think there's a a lot of interest in Bill Gates right now and people who want to read about it can read about that particular aspect. This book will be quite something to go through. So uh, the book is called The Bill Gates Problem by Tim Schwab. It's a fascinating account 
of Bill Gates and his uh, Microsoft organization. It's a great one. Right. The next one is also a nonfiction title. Uh, I will apologize in advance. I don't have very many fiction on today's list, but uh, we've got so much coming. Uh, but these are our, some of our best ones for the month. Right. Michael Lewis, one of my favorite authors of all time in nonfiction. Michael Lewis can take anything and make it interesting. He can take the most mundane subject or even difficult subject and make it really simple and really entertaining. And that's a real gift. And that's why I, I love the author so much. So he's done a book now called Going Infinite. And it is all about the uh, Sam Bankman-Fried story. Uh, if you haven't been following it, Sam Bankman-Fried started a big crypto trading company called FTX Exchange and a, and a sister company called Alameda Research. In November of 2022, his empire sort of all came crashing down when he was being investigated and they realized that he there was mismanagement of funds between the two companies. And he sort of ran off uh, to the Bahamas and he was not extradited. He's been there this whole time. And if you've seen the news recently, you will know what's happening with him now. But this book, Going Infinite, is all about Michael Lewis's time uh, meet, speaking and meeting him. Uh, he was asked by a friend to actually talk to Sam Bankman Fried and kind of get a gauge for him. And that's where this book sort of originated. So it's the whole story of Sam. It's the whole story of the FTX company and Alameda Research. And it's all given to us in Michael Lewis's signature style, which is just so well put together, entertaining and um, sort of revelatory. So I think this one's a great one. If you've loved some of Michael Lewis's previous books, like The Big Short, Moneyball, Liar's Poker, Boomerang, he's given us some real gems. You're going to love this one. And I think if you are a fan, you should read this. Right. So that book is Going Infinite by uh, Michael Lewis. The next one is uh, Deepak Chopra, a book called Quantum Body. Deepak in this book has teamed up with world-renowned physicist Jack Tuzinski and leading endocrinologist Brian Fertig, MD. And what they do is they sort of mesh these really two interesting worlds together where you get the psychological and the physical along with the spiritual um, and how all these things correlate to the way how our body functions and our healing happens in our body. And they look at it from these different angles, which is so fascinating to me. You know, it questions the effects, the way we eat, the treatments we invest in, the expensive packages that people uh, are being sold online by these so-called gurus offering these great solutions. It looks at all that, but without understanding the physical and spiritual links between quantum physics, biology, and issues that plague the body, like you know, inflammation and stress and aging, the answers will continue to elude us. And that's what the book tries to do. And these three gentlemen really dig deep into that whole aspect of healing and, and how uh, our bodies actually respond to some of these treatments. So it's a really interesting one. Um, the next one is, I thought, you know, the FMR listeners are obviously fans of music and books. Uh, let me give you one of our biographies that we have, have just published. Barbara Streisand's uh, biographies here. It's an autobiography, so it's written by her. The book is called My Name is Barbara. It's the long-awaited memoir by this superstar of stage, screen, recordings. She's done television. I mean, she's one of the few people that have actually won the EGOTs. She's an EGOT winner, meaning she's won an Emmy, a Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. Um, and that's an amazing uh, string of awards, obviously, for any entertainer. Uh, and she's one of the greatest and most recognizable voices in the history of pop music. So, you know, she's been nominated for, for a Grammy 46 times. And with the movie Yentl, she became the first woman to write 
produce, direct and star in a major motion picture. So she's a real pioneer, but I'm sure you already knew that. But for now, for the first time, she tells her own story about her life and her career growing up in Brooklyn to her first, um, to making her first appearance in New York nightclubs and her breakout performance in, in Funny Girl. And she's had many, many successes to come following that. The book is like Barbara herself. It's frank, it's funny, it's opinionated and charming. Um, she recounts her early struggles to become an actress. Eventually, she turns to singing to earn a living and recorded some of the most acclaimed albums of all time. The years of effort involved in making Yentl, she talks about that, her direction of the Prince of Tides, her friendships with figures ranging from Marlon Brando to Madeleine Albright, her political advocacy and fulfillment she's uh, found in her marriage to James Brolin. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful biography. I think you guys are going to particularly love this one. It's out in stores uh, right now. Next one is a finally a fiction. Sophie Kinsella's Burnout. I thought I'd throw in something light and uplifting in there. I know you're going on holiday. Some people just don't have the bandwidth to get into some deep, heavy literature right now. And I understand that. So if you're in the mood for something light and funny, this is the book for you. If you think about sitting poolside with a nice drink in your hand, this is the one to look out for. So Burnout by Sophie Kinsella, feel-good fiction. Uh, our heroine is the Burnout, Sasha, is a true to form of Kinsella's writing. She's relatable, she's fun and endearing. You will find yourself rooting for her throughout the novel, while at the same time closing your eyes on her behalf when she finds herself in hilarious and often sometimes cringeworthy situations. So it's all about a young woman who's literally on the verge of a burnout and how she comes to terms with love, life, work, and everything else. Um, I think it's an amazing book to just relax with. Uh, if you're a fan of Marion Keys and that's and Jojo Moyes and that sort of author, and you haven't read so Sophie Kinsella, she's sort of in that vein. So uh, look out for it, The Burnout by Sophie Kinsella. And the last one is actually a book we've published a while ago. I just wanted to flag it for everyone on the station. And the reason I flag it is because we're so proud of this book. And we just hope that she has all the success coming to her. And we just hope that she continues to grow with us. The book is called How to Be a Revolutionary by C.A. Davids. If you've been following the news, she just won the Sunday Times Prize for Fiction. We published it, I want to say, early last year. And it's been out for a while. And some of you obviously would have read it and loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, it has many, many threads. She gives you a backstory of China in the 50s and modern Shanghai where the main character's based. And the reason she won this prize is because the book is just so well put together, well written, well laid out. I just wanted to flag it for the listeners to say, if you haven't read How to Be a Revolutionary by C.A. Davids, you should pick it up. You should read it because it's an amazing novel. And that's it for me, people. That's all I have for this year. I will be back again after the holidays in January. Uh, enjoy your holidays and thank you so, so much for having me on the show. Uh, I will be back next year at Penguin Random House with some of the biggest titles coming next year. I cannot wait to tell you all about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Viz and the Penguin Random House team for your always fantastic selection of books for our listeners to choose from. For more info on any of the titles that Viz has just mentioned, and of course there's shelves and shelves of other books, you can visit penguinrandomhouse.co.za or follow them on social media. Just look online wherever you hang out for your socials for Penguin Random House South Africa. You're tuned into Book Choice Publishers Choice on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick. And next up, we welcome Jonathan Ball Publishers to the show. Jonathan Ball have been publishing and distributing a whole lot of non-fiction and fiction right here in South Africa since 1976. And they specialize specifically in local non-fiction titles. So there's always something interesting on their shelves and on their minds. 
Welcome back to the show to the Jonathan Ball publicity team. I can't wait to hear about what you've got coming up. Thank you so much, Paige. We've had a wonderful year of books, from steamy reads to delectable cookbooks, award-winning books to incredible local titles. To end this year off, the Jonathan Ball Publishing Publicity Team will be sharing some of their topics for this upcoming festive season. Whether you're looking to buy a book for yourself or you're looking for the ideal Christmas gift, we hope one of our recommendations come in handy. Is it really a festive season without a David Williams book next to your child's bed, in the car, or packaged eagerly waiting to be unwrapped on Christmas Day? My festive season recommendation for young readers would have to be Little Monsters Rule. Filled with monsters, big and small, this is a feel-good and funny story which will surely keep all children entertained. Furball is a lovable little yeti on his first day at Monster School. He can't wait to learn how to be scary, but it's hard because he looks like a cuddly toy. When the big monsters at the school make fun of Furball, Howler the Little Werewolf comes to the rescue. Together, can they prove that little monsters rule? I think they can. Get it for your young readers so they don't feel left behind. My second recommendation has to be Wish of the Wicked by Danielle Page. This is the perfect gifty title for young adult readers. Set in a lush, dangerous world woven with fairy tale mythology, New York Times bestselling author Danielle launches a brand new fairy godmother origin story full of intrigue, magic, and romance. Everyone knows that a fairy godmother helped Cinderella get to a ball where she met the prince. No one knows that the fairy godmother's motives for helping Cinderella might not have been as charming as they seem until now. I'd like to hand over to Jane. On the local side, we are being a bit adventurous with Finding Endurance written by Daryl Bristow-Bovey. This book is not just a polar exploration, but rather a festive adventure of life, literature, history, geography, and self. The book dives not only into Ernest Shackleton's polar expedition or the modern finding of endurance, but deals with human endurance, what it is and who has it, whether they are celebrated explorer or an ordinary person. If the story of Ernest Shackleton and endurance tells us anything, it's that in the face of self-inflicted natural disaster, when there's no one to help us but ourselves, we can still pull off a miracle or two. Next up, we also know a lot of people are visiting the Kruger this coming holiday season. So why not take a know-it-all friend with you? Quentin Kutsia, a naturalist, answers questions and myths about South African wildlife in his book, The Buck That Buries Its Poo. The handy guide is from his own research and experiences gathered over decades of living close to nature and wildlife. In his book, he answers myths and questions like, is a zebra black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Are henas hermaphrodites? Why do hippos sweat blood? Why do giraffes have such long necks? And what is up with the monkeys and their blue nuts? With Quentin's book in hand, you can make any safari track this December more fun and more knowledgeable. Passing the festive torch back to Mpumi. Set in Korea, this book feels like a hug. It's about finding comfort and acceptance in our lives, as well as the healing powers of books. What I love most about this fiction title is that it has pearls of wisdom. It reassures the reader that even though you may have gone to the perfect school, studied the perfect course, married a decent man, and are currently working a respectable job, it is okay to start again and follow your dreams when all of that goes to pieces. Hunyam Dong Bookshop is about Yongju's journey as she transitions from what she thought was perfect 
to what actually becomes the perfect story in her life and the lives of her customers as she opens her dream bookshop. Another recommendation I'd like to make is the Kite Runner. I'm sure we've all seen or heard of it. What makes the Kite Runner special this year is that it's celebrating its 20th anniversary. This book has been a number one bestseller and there's an anniversary edition which has been published. It is still devastating, still heartbreaking, and it is absolutely unforgettable. So bring out the tissues. If you've read it before, it will be like re-watching the same Christmas movie all over again and will give you a feeling of nostalgia. Remember, it may be unfair, but what happens in a few days, sometimes even in a single day, can change the course of a whole lifetime. And this is what the Kite Runner teaches us. Handing the mic over to Jean-Marie. Thanks so much, Mpumi. My pick, my first pick for this holiday is titled Child of the Ruins by Kate Furnival. This story is set in 1948 in Berlin. Russian troops have closed all access to the city. Roads, railway lines and waterways are blocked and two million people are trapped relying on airlifts of food, water and medicine to survive. In the midst of this, we meet two women. Anna lives in East Berlin with her mom. Struggling to survive, Anna uses any currency she can trade to try and track down her missing child. Ingrid lives in West Berlin. She's trying to improve her circumstances by working as a spy for the Russians. Ingrid and Anna's worlds collide while working at the Temple of Airport, while both women are searching for answers. A sweeping historical saga, Child of the Ruins is evocative, vivid and spellbinding and it will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. My second pick is the memoir titled Rambling Man, My Life on the Road by Billy Connolly. I'm hoping Billy needs no introduction, but in case he does, Billy is a Scottish actor, a retired comedian, artist, writer, musician, and the list goes on. Billy has done it all. And you might remember him from the Boondock Saints movies. In Rambling Man, Billy talks about his life. He's wandered to every corner of the earth, and he believes being a rambling man is about more than just traveling. It's a state of mind. When Billy sets out from Glasgow as a young man, he never looked back. He played his banjo on boats, trains, under trees, and on top of famous monuments. He danced naked in snow, wind, and fire, and he slept in bus stations, under bridges, on strangers' floors. He's traveled by foot, bike, ship, plane, and he's really done it all. This is everything a celebrity autobiography should be and more. So if you're interested in reading about a life very well lived, then this book is definitely for you. Uh, let's flip the page back to Mpumi. Thank you, Jean-Marie. Illustrated titles have my soul and no festive season is complete without a few. Hubert Givenchy said, the shortest path to elegance is simplicity. And he said this when he started the Givenchy brand. If you're looking to update your coffee table with a book draped in an incredible black cover, the Givenchy catwalk is just for you. It is every fashion lover's dream and collector's item, as it is the first and only comprehensive overview of Givenchy's collection. It has over 1,200 spectacular photographs. There is a biography of Hubert, and the book is broken up into collections from 1952 all the way to 2021. Impress your guests this festive season or surprise a fashion lover with this gem. As the festive season starts to quieten down and we start to gear up for the new year, if you decide to spend a day reflecting on the year that has been or making a vision board for 2024, 
Stoic at Work by Annie Larson is definitely a book you can read in order to learn ancient wisdom to make your job a bit less annoying. This is a sharply observed, light-hearted workplace survival guide which meets self-help. It includes 47 rules you can implement in the modern workplace such as think less, suck up but don't suck up, remind yourself that work happiness sits somewhere on the spectrum between fear and boredom. You will be laughing endlessly while obtaining a few nuggets to get you prepped for the 2024 work year. Now let's hear from Charlene. Hello, I'm Charlene. I am the Publicity Assistant at Jonathan Ball Publishers. My recommended holiday read is The Woman Me by Britney Spears, her first authorised biography. This is not the type of book that I normally read, but I love this book. The book made my heart hurt a few times. And now I have a greater appreciation and understanding of why she is the way she is. Wow is all I can say. I feel this book was written from the heart because it left me feeling all sorts of emotions and honestly disappointed in Justin. I loved that she expressed several times that she is a human being with real feelings and there were so many times in this book that I just wanted to hug her. There's so much I didn't know about her family life and the type of mother she truly is and also her relationships. A lot of the details and insight into Britney's life post-2008, the beginning of her conservatorship. I absolutely love Britney Spears now and I love this memoir, more well written than I had expected. And now I would hand over to my colleague, Mariam Adams. Thank you, Charlene. I am Mariam Adams from the publicity team at Jonathan Ball Publishers. Today, I want to recommend two superb books for the holiday season. The first book is the latest and the first in almost 10 years from Pulitzer Prize winning author Michael Cunningham. This new book is called Day, and it intimately follows a family for one day each year the 5th of April in 2019, 2020, and 2021. It is the story of nothing in particular, but it is telling of absolutely everything. As this family weathers the storms of growing up, growing old, falling in love, out of love, and learning how to go on as everything around them changes. It is magnificent. The writing is cinematic and breathtaking. I will be thinking of it for a very long time to come. My next recommendation is a book that was recently longlisted and shortlisted for the Booker Prize for Fiction. It is called If I Survive You and is written by Jonathan Escoffery. This is a book that took me by surprise. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. It follows the lives of a Jamaican family as they move to Miami and navigate the recession, racism, and Hurricane Andrew, which ties it all together. At the root of it, I think this book is about masculinity and the power struggle around identity and culture. Each chapter ended leaving me shaken to the core. And on that note, as we close this chapter of 2023, we want to say thank you to the incredible team at FMR, and thank you to the wonderful listeners. Wishing you all a phenomenal festive season. May it be filled with celebration and books. Wow, what an incredible lineup of books. It's hard to choose just one, so hopefully you'll choose two or three. To keep up with Jonathan Ball's latest book news, events, updates, new releases, you can visit jonathanball.co.za. They've got a wonderful, easy-to-navigate website. 
And as I've suggested with the other publishers as well, you can follow them on all the social medias. These guys are great on social media. You'll find them on Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Jonathan Ball, actually. They also have a podcast, which is called PageCast. And on this podcast, they bring you the story behind the story. So this will give you a chance to delve deeper into one of their authors and a book they've just published. I think this is a really fantastic podcast. I listen to it regularly and you can find it wherever you stream your podcasts. Again, it's called PageCast. And after that feast of great titles, how about a feast of more great book titles? This time from the Pan Macmillan Publishing Team, right here on Book Choice, Publisher's Choice on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick. From Pan Macmillan, today we welcome Shakti Pillay to the show. Hi, Shakti. Shakti is a publicist at Pan Macmillan. And because it's the world's biggest book gifting season coming up ahead of us, Shakti has got a massive pile of great titles to share. So I hope you've got a pen handy in case you want to make a note of any of these Pan Macmillan titles, because I'm sure I don't have to remind you that if you give the gift of a book, you give a person you love a whole world of possibilities. I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got for us today, Shakti. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. I hope you are all doing well. It's the final stretch of the year and 2024 is knocking, but not so fast. As we enter, let's circle back to this in the new year season. There are shelves full of books waiting to be read. And Pan Macmillan has just the book for you. Whether you're looking for a Christmas gift to spoil that special someone, looking to dive into something new, or ready for the old faithful big name authors and their new releases, stay tuned as we unpack some of the latest books. That's all the buzz. To start off your wish list with international book reviews calling the series Heart Balming and Healing, the fourth installment in the Before the Coffee Gets Cold series, Before We Say Goodbye, has just hit the shelves. With a cover awash with soft pink and sprinkled with cherry blossoms, two nostalgic seats invite you back into the famed Japanese cafe where past and present are connected through a steaming cup of coffee. New and beloved characters bring four brand new stories, There's the husband with something important left to say, the woman who couldn't bid her dog farewell, the daughter who drove her father away, and the woman who couldn't answer a proposal. Through these perspectives, Toshikazu Kawaguchi asks, if you could go back in time, who would you want to meet before the coffee gets cold? There's a reason the series is a multi-million copy bestseller. Why not find out for yourself and grab a steaming cup of coffee to keep you company? From one past to the next, The queen of romance and the world's favorite storyteller, Danielle Steele, pens a captivating and compelling story about four young women facing the changing times of the late 1950s in the ball of Versailles. Amelia, Caroline, Samantha, and Felicity all see the ball as an outdated tradition, but eventually agree to fly to Paris to please their excited parents. Amelia is the daughter of a hardworking single mother who sacrifices everything to ensure that she is able to take every opportunity for a better life. Caroline's parents are well-known Hollywood actors, away on set for much of the time, leaving Caroline to pursue a passionate affair with an up-and-coming movie star who is 10 years her senior. Nuclear physics student Felicity is accustomed to being regarded as different. Intellectual and keen on science and books, uninterested in fashion and socializing, She's the opposite of her glamorous, somewhat empty-headed sister, Araminta, who takes great delight in undermining her in every way. And Samantha is the beloved, overprotected daughter of a wealthy businessman who lost his wife and son in a tragic accident. 
What neither the girls nor their parents could ever have imagined is how this one spectacular event would change their lives forever. It was not just a time of change. It was a time for growing up. Did you know that runaway best-selling author David Baldacci was a former trial lawyer by trade? If you think about it, his profession lays the foundation for his suspenseful crime novels. Many reviewers liken Baldacci to John Grisham, as each author takes on the law, dabbles in politics, and brings the gavel down hard on justice. And that's exactly what David Baldacci brings to light in his latest release, The Edge. A brutal murder, a small town, and a big secret – Retired from the Army's most prestigious special ops force, Travis Devine is now part of an elite undercover team in Homeland Security. But when he's brought in to investigate the murder of a young woman, he quickly learns that this case is more personal than most. If you are a Reese Witherspoon fan club fan, then listen up. Starling House by Alex E. Harrow was chosen as one of Reese's book club picks. In Reese's words, Starling House has a main character who's this great girl, Opal. She's very scrappy and she works as a part-time cashier in her tiny town in Kentucky. She takes care of her brother Jasper and she's just trying to create a better life for him. This town is famous for a couple of things. The economic decline for one, but also for the spooky house on the hill called Starling House. Opal gets a job working there for a mysterious man and learns about the legend behind the person who owned it. This book has everything you could possibly want. A cursed town, a haunted house, a vivid and eerie setting, plus characters willing to risk everything. Another book that Pam McMillan is thrilled to release is The Hitchhiker's Guide to AI by Arthur Goldstuck. AI is the buzzword of the hour. It has quite accurately become everything, everywhere, and all at once. For the past decade, Arthur Goldstuck has had a front row seat to witness the remarkable rise of AI across all sectors of business and society. He has mapped the matrices of artificial intelligence all the way from Alan Turing to 2022 with the genesis of commercialized ChatGPT amongst other generative AI platforms and beyond. In an accessible and conversational tone laced with quick-witted humor, Arthur lays out the foundations of AI and the infrastructure within this morphing topic. This book is a tool for anyone who wants to become more comfortable with AI content, research, and integration. If you are in Johannesburg on the 7th of December, Arthur Goldstuck will be in conversation with John Perlman at the Exclusive Books in Santon from 6.30 and will be demystifying the future of AI. Christmas is not Christmas without the little ones. And Pam McMillan have a trove of kiddies' books that will make reading time even more special. A Friend for All Seasons by Rafilwe Mahaflori is a beautifully illustrated picture book about a young boy who loves cooking and baking. When a new girl moves in next door and he realizes that she is struggling to adapt to her new surroundings, he decides to invite her to join him in his favorite hobby. As they create delicious creations throughout the year, the girl slowly but surely starts to feel at home. A Friend for All Seasons is an endearing story about friendship and empathy that encourages us to express ourselves and support others in doing the same. This book is available in English, Afrikaans, Zulu, Osa, and Sepedi. The household favorite, Yaku Jakobs, brings us his newest story, As Long As It's Not a Dog. Tim's birthday is around the corner and he knows exactly what he wants. A dog. Unfortunately, his parents have other ideas. They think dogs are noisy, messy, and lots of work. What will Tim ask for for his birthday? An electric guitar, a pet python, a motorbike, or maybe he can come up with a plan to make his parents change their minds. Tim's birthday wishes will have toddlers and their parents in stitches. As long as it's not a dog, is available in English and Afrikaans. And then lastly, for the Alex Ryder fans, Anthony Horowitz returns with Nightshade's Revenge. In this much-awaited new book, 
Alex still has unfinished business with the sinister Nightshade group, made up of brainwashed children. The new adventure takes us deep into the life-changing world of augmented reality, where even Alex has to battle technology. With daring chase scenes, a brilliant immersive gaming sequence, and a nail-biting final showdown, this new adventure brings the world's best-loved teen super spy his biggest challenge yet. The magic of Christmas is the magic of family, downtime, and a chance to catch up on your reading. So which book is on your Christmas wish list? Pan Macmillan wishes you and your families a joyful festive season. Another huge thank you to the Pan Macmillan team who really do publish a very wide range of local and they distribute international fiction and non-fiction titles as well. For all kinds of readers, do seek them out on social media. Pan Macmillan are always sharing great new launches, giveaways, and all sorts of other exciting things on their social media channels. Plus, you can find out about what exciting launches they've got coming up, and launches are always so fun to attend. You're tuned into Book Choice, Publishers Choice on Fine Music Radio. And for our almost last segment of the show, we welcome back Batya Bricker. Batya is the general manager of books and brands at Exclusive Books. It's a huge job. I don't really know how she does it. As I've mentioned before on this show, Batya and I have very similar tastes in books. We're regularly pinging each other and saying, have you read this or have you read that? So I'm always too excited to hear about what Batya has been reading. Exclusive Books operates as what we like to call a chain of independence. Hi, I'm Batya Bricker, the GM of Books and Brand. And just to tell you a little bit about Exclusive Books and how we work, there is no central DC or national selection committee that selects titles for our stores. Rather, each store manager curates and buys books for their own store, making sure the selection on their shelf reflects the needs and wants of the readers in that region, the customers in that shop. That is why a store like Nelspreit or George may feel very different to the one in Cavendish or Rosebank, and why most readers have a favourite exclusive books, the one that best reflects personal tastes and preferences. But for Christmas, the exclusive books managers get together and select the best festive reads from the vast array of books presented by our publishers. We have 700 years of collective wisdom and experience around that table, compiling the best Christmas book list ever. In selecting the final 130 titles, we look to ensure that there is something for everyone to suit every taste, pocket and genre. The most important criteria for selection being giftability, the appeal of a book as a gift. In making our choices, we had every kind of book buy in mind, those buying for themselves as much as those buying books for others. Because we truly believe that whoever you are, whatever your age, reading taste or pocket, there is a perfect book to match. Here are some of my personal favorite standout gift books picks. But please do pop into store or online to peruse the magnificent catalog of all 130. Our fiction list fizzes with intrigue and suspense and it includes unputdownable page turners from ever faithfuls like Wilbur, Follett, Gerritsen and Child, Archer, King, Cornwall and Grisham. A long-awaited title is Terry Hayes' The Year of the Locust. We've waited 10 years for the sequel to I Am Pilgrim. In the South African book world, it's either a Dion Mayer year or it's not. And this year is. It is in Afrikaans, but Leo is already heading to bestseller status and the season has just begun. 
The fiction list is deep and wide, featuring fiction for every kind of reader, from speculative to fantasy, book club to mystery, and thrillers to portraits. But for sheer heft and reading pleasure, you cannot beat The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verges. It's 750 pages of sheer literary splendor. As much a spiritual teaching as it is a work of fiction, you will fall in love with Big Amachi and her personal journey. This book is one I have pressed into everyone's hands. It's an epic story with magnificent writing. In fact, I reread certain passages just to savor and resavor his insights. Biographies offer an intimate glimpse into the lives of remarkable individuals, showcasing their triumphs, tribulations, and transformative moments on personal journeys. The range of personalities spans across sport luminaries like Rassi Erasmus to business icons like Elon Musk and Lou Geffen, as well as cultural greats like Gregory Makoma, Marius Weyers, and the K-pop sensation BTS. But the gem, I think, is Casta Semenya's The Race to Be Myself. Athlete, icon, activist, renowned South African runner Casta Semenya faced controversy due to rumors about her gender. Despite her exceptional performance, she was criticized and banned from competing in the Olympics. Since 2009, she has withstood years of intense and speculation and has become the catalyst that redefines the debate around gender and sport. Casta herself says that the timing is right for sharing her story. She's in a place where she is mentally and emotionally ready to reflect. In her book, The Race to Be Myself, she shares her upbringing, her journey of self-discovery and determination. This is a story about acceptance, change, and the struggle for freedom. Cooking. Cooking is the ultimate creative art, blending flavors, techniques, and love to nourish body and soul. Apart from some you can't go wrong without, like Jamie Oliver's Five Ingredients, our selection focused on mostly local titles. For being able to source ingredients easily and instructions that consider our way of cooking, eating, and entertaining, nothing beats local cookery titles. Highlights include Kanyisa, a culinary storyteller by Kanyisa Malabi, and the South African Vegan Cookbook 2 by Leozette Ruder, which boasts a diverse array of vegan recipes from innovative dishes like courgette lemon tea loaf to veganized classics like peppermint crisp tart and lentil shepherd's pie. The cookery book memoir I will be sighing over and paging through again and again while whiling away extra long December summer days is now and then. Beloved food and travel writer Tessa Kiros shares a lifetime of culinary experiences in now and then. From her South African upbringing, and here she includes lots of nostalgic, delicious tidbits that will, will have you traveling back down memory lane, to travels in Mexico, New Orleans, Italy, and Thailand. This book offers over 150 cherished recipes, blending childhood comforts with recent inspiration. Embark on a culinary journey with Kiros for a nostalgic yet modern addition to your gastronomic repertoire. Another sigh-worthy coffee table book 
is Perfect Hideaways by Helen Undit and Karen Fisher. The third reincarnation of Perfect Hideaways in South Africa is like a balm for the soul, a soothing meditation that transports you to unique locations, into astonishing homes full of life and beauty, and it whisks you away to your next dream holiday spot, if only in your mind. The pages whisper with the spirit of its authors who say, our wanderlust and joy in finding places that have a palpable magic is what drives us. We love what we do and we do what we love. From bush to beach, wilderness to semi-desert, it showcases a variety of escapes that create precious memories in tranquil settings where life is slower, the sky bluer, and the holiday experience otherworldly. And then for the young ones, there's a reason some books or characters become timeless, and we've included classics in the Christmas selection for their ever-faithful appeal. For slightly older readers, there's Percy Jackson, the Treehouse series, and the new Wimpy Kid, as well as Alex Ryder. And a new David Williams is always an event. But for the Littleys, here are two standouts. There's the Mr. Men Little Miss Advent Calendar by Adam Hargreaves. Who doesn't love these glorious, iconic characters? Count down the holidays with the beloved Mr. Men and Little Miss characters in a delightful Advent calendar with 24 enchanting tales to brighten your Christmas. And each day brings a new storybook surprise, festive joy that will extend beyond the holiday season. The Gruffalo's Child and Other Stories Treasury is also a gem. Are you ready to find the infamous Big Bad Mouse? This title presents a captivating compilation of three beloved tales from the imaginative minds behind the Gruffalo series. Alongside each captivating narrative, you'll discover engaging quizzes, entertaining games, catchy songs, creative craft activities, and more to relish. For a slightly older reader, and in fact some questioning, cheeky adults too, this title has my vote. Farts Aren't Invisible. From the best-selling author of Why Penguins' Feet Don't Freeze, editor of The New Scientist and myth-busting connoisseur, Mike O'Hara challenges your brain with a mind-bending cornucopia of facts for curious minds. Absolutely non-essential but highly entertaining facts, like powdered rice was used as cement in the Great Wall of China, or that 60% of the human population can't smell. And the biggest question of all, are farts actually invisible? And on that, did you know that crab parrots and octopuses don't fart, or that blue whales produce a fart bubble so big that a zebra could fit inside it? This is a witty informative and entertaining gift for any curious mind, no matter the age, and I think it's going to be a hit for Under the Christmas Tree. A book is the only present you can open twice. First, by peeling back the gift wrap to reveal a cover, and then by opening the magic inside. For anyone who loves books, you will know that twice actually doesn't begin to cover it. A book that is meaningful and enjoyable is often dipped into again and again, sometimes as a source of comfort and escape, sometimes illumination, inspiration, or sheer entertainment. Do all your festive shopping at Exclusive Books 
for all the above. Thank you so much, Bhatia. If the book you seek does truly exist, you know that you'll find it at any of the Exclusive Books branches around the country or online at exclusivebooks.com. And you know the best thing about a book? It's a gift you can open more than once. As a note, if you've missed any of the titles mentioned on today's show, or if something sounded interesting but you don't remember what it was called or who the author was, this show appears as a podcast on our website, fmr.co.za, or of course you can download our FMR app. Hey, what am I talking about? Hopefully you've already downloaded it, and then you can listen to the podcast of today's show there as well. And now before we head off to our Christmas parties and buying more and more books, we have that last special segment I mentioned at the beginning of the show. We've got a very cool interview to play out with. Radio veteran, author, reader of note, and all-round incredible South African talent, Nancy Richards, joins us on the show to interview another icon of the South African publishing scene, world-class editor, internationally and locally published author of more genres than we have space to mention in the show, and now salon mistress, Helen Moffat. And they'll be discussing an exciting new literary destination in Cape Town called Salon Hecate. Welcome to the show to both of you. Well, in Cape Town literary circles, Helen Moffat needs absolutely no introduction. She's prolific and multi-skilled as an editor, writer, poet, teacher and a scholar. And her books, including the latest, Charlotte, a reimagining of a Jane Austen character, cover such diverse areas as cricket, environmental issues, children's books, what you might call chiclet, poetry and academic English. But extending beyond her own output, Helen has founded and established something called Salon Hecate in her hometown or village of Nordhook. Well, Salon Hecate is a joint project between Nordhook Art Point Gallery and author-editor Helen Moffat, and their shared vision is of a synergy between poetry and other forms of creative writing and the visual arts in which, as they say, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So, young Helen... Goodness me, that's such a wonderful vision. I have to, though, I have to find out firstly a little bit about Hecate. Salon Hecate is what? What does the name mean? Um, well, the name was a joke. Oh. We liked the kind of very fluffy sound of Salon. And um, we wanted to call it Hecate Salon. And, um, but then we thought Salon Hecate was, might be more pretentious, but was definitely less narcissistic. <laughs> so... We went with Salon Hecate, and we called it that as a joke, and then it stuck. So now we're Salon Hecate, like it or not. Hecate, as in the figure from mythology, Greek mythology, who is a cross between a witch and a goddess, has been part of my email handle and now my social media handle for over 30 years, since email started. And I've always liked her as a character because she is the goddess stroke witch of crossroads. She is the person you call upon when you have a difficult decision to make or you're going through a difficult transition. So she's um, the goddess of midwives, for instance, not necessarily birthing babies, although that too, but anybody birthing any new project or going through a difficult transition, Hecate will show up and she will also show up when you have a very difficult set of decisions to make. So she's the goddess who shows up at crossroads. Mm. Well, a goddess and a witch, what a wonderful combo. And yes. I'm sure you relate entirely to that. <laughs> so, But it was not a difficult decision to start Salon Hecate. Um, but just explain to us, a salon is what? What happens at Salon Hecate? 
Well, let me go back a tiny bit and say you say it was a a good idea, but it happened completely by accident. Hmm. The brilliant photographer Simon Sefton had an exhibition at this newly opened art gallery in Newdhook, and I'd noticed that there was an art gallery opening up on my doorstep. But I didn't pay much attention because I have long COVID and it was still deep in the pandemic and I'd been locked down for two and a half years. And literally Simon's exhibition was just about the first public thing I went to. And I went to it only because I was driving past and I spotted this and I spotted a whole lot of people I knew. Anyway, I went in and met the three absolutely lovely, I call them galleristas, the co-owners of the art gallery. That's Amy Kruger, her brother, Jared Kruger, and their co-partner, um, Tuesday Houston. And they're all three artists and they all have very specific uh, concerns. You know, that, for example, they're very interested in um, green issues, environmental issues. You can mm. already see why I would I have a lot in common with them. So they all introduced themselves to me and it's such a lovely space. The gallery itself, it's at 16 Main Road, Nordhook, and it is well worth coming into. It's a commercial gallery. This is not where you are going to find a William Kentridge, but it's a lovely, lovely place to buy an affordable piece of original art. And um, I was looking at this beautiful space with its beautiful acoustics. It's big enough for a poetry reading, but it's cozy as well. And Amy said, I would love to use the space for something for other creative forms, like poetry readings, but I wouldn't know where to start. So I put up my hand and said, cough, cough, um, you're talking to the right person. So everybody pressed their business cards on me and I went away and completely forgot about it. Three days later, I was cleaning out the tip that is my handbag and all these business cards fell out. And I thought, don't let this pass by. So I've. I sent an email and they immediately said, can you come in for a meeting at nine o'clock tomorrow morning? And I went in and I said, poets have got no money. You know, what's in it for you? You know, this is going to cost you. Um, You know, are you, you know, sort of, do you have mics? Do you have chairs? Do you have a public toilet? You know, all these things you have to think about. And they said, yes, 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 yes. And we have a plan for load shedding. And I said, fine, I'll bring you the poets and the authors. And, um, that's how we yes, got going. Yes, what an what a absolutely happy combination, a happy coincidence, because you are a wordswoman. I mean, you're talking about art that's on mm. the walls, art, you know, in inverted yes. commas, is visual art we're talking about. Mm. But poetry is a wonderful combination here. So how does it work? Can any old po- and Simon Sefton, is he not also a poet? No, he's, he's, he's a photographer. Okay. Um, but um, how it works is that once a month we have a poetry reading and sometimes prose as well that overlaps with the theme of the exhibition. We run an exhibition and a fresh exhibition every four to six weeks and it's very specific themes. And then I pick the poets and sometimes prose readers and short story writers as well that fit the theme. I literally go and have a look at the art on the walls. So in other words, you're sort of curating this. So you're curating the art and the poetry together. Yes. So people can't just sort of pitch up. They have to be selected. Yes, I'm afraid so. You know, a lot of people... don't be afraid. I think it's probably a good idea. Well, a lot of people came to me and said, please, please, can I come and do a reading? And I said, "Um, we don't work like that. And then people say, oh, will there be an open mic? And one of the reasons I don't work like that is that we have two platforms in Cape Town, the Red Wheelbarrow and Off the Wall, that do brilliant 
single poet readings and um, open mics. And audiences for solo poetry readings are so small, the last thing we want to do is poach them. We're interested in that overlap between the arts. And it's not just the visual arts and poetry. It's exploded. We've had musicians, classical musicians. We've had NGOs show up and say, can we use this as a platform to talk about our work? So clearly there's a need. I mean, you talk about poetry having a very sort of niche market, Mm -hmm. but in fact, I think it's growing market. And the pictures I've seen of Salon Hecate, there's quite a crowd. So, and I think you also have book launches. Very rarely. That's the other thing. People often say to me, oh, can I come launch my book? Mm. And no. And once again, we have to be very careful. We don't want to compete with the tiny, tiny um, niches that are already there. So we know and like all the local indie bookstore owners. So we don't offer, but we do offer, I did offer special launches if your book was eaten by the pandemic and it never got launched or it got launched online, then come and along. Yeah. And we've, we've made a few exceptions. Um, when Keith Gottschalk celebrated his 78th birthday with a book that had been completely eaten by the pandemic, that was his kind of like life's work. And given how much he'd given to the poetry community. So we had a little celebration yeah. for him. And then we relaunched the animal anthology Stray as a fundraiser for Tears. And then we had so many local people come and read from that. And that was delightful. So you're filling a huge multi-layered need here. Just in closing, Helen, you've, I think you've had quite a number of events now. Mm-hmm. Have there been any that have stood out? What have been the, the really wonderful ones? I've loved every single one. I mean, I remember listening to Fiona Zerbst reading and classical musicians playing compositions that matched her poems with tears in my eyes. But some of my absolute favorites was, uh, I think perhaps a favorite was the surfing event. We had, the theme was Oceans. And do you know that just in my neighborhood, we've got about six or seven surfers who are poets and writers. I tell you what, I can hear that this is a long and wonderful layered story. Helen, just in closing, finally, if anybody wants to find you, website, Facebook, details. Please go and look for Nordhook Art Point Gallery online. And then there's a Salon Hecate tab, which shows you how to contact me. Also, sign up for our newsletter. Um, simply write to info at Nordic Art Point Gallery. But all of this information is available at the flick of Google. And get on our new. We will not spam you, but we will tell you then several weeks in advance exactly what's coming up. The key is Nordic Art Point Gallery. And the other key is you, Helen Moffat. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy, for doing this. And Fine Music Radio for the platform. Thank you so much, Nancy and Helen. I wanted to let you know that Nancy's memoir, sort of memoir, <laughs> is called The Skipper's Daughter. It's the story of how Nancy's mother went to sea with her father at the age of 16, despite a gypsy fortune teller's warning. This is a story of exotic ports, fascinating people and places that Nancy Brooks encountered on this voyage of a lifetime. Between the neatly typed lines of her extraordinary record, she captures her own journey of self-discovery and love. It's called The Skipper's Daughter, It's published by Caravan Press, and it's written by wonderful Nancy Richards. And of course, you can find Helen Moffat's latest novel in stores too. It's called Charlotte, and it picks up where Pride and Prejudice left off. I highly recommend this title. It's a real crowd pleaser. And that brings us to the end of our show today. From me, your host, Paige Nick. I want to thank Mzumaketa for building our show. I also have to thank all our publishers, Jonathan Ball, Penguin Random House, Pan Macmillan, and our favorite bookseller, Exclusive Books. 
for joining us on today's show together with Nancy Richards and Helen Moffat. We'll be back with our regular book choice show packed with reviews and interviews in two weeks' time. Until then, happy reading. Mm-hmm.